Welcome back to the Andrew Roman Show. My name is Andrew Roman. I'm kind of doing the reintroduction just in case because I'm sure we have so many new listeners. I'm super grateful if you're listening, if you're watching. I just want to say thank you. So I first want to say that God deserves all the glory for what's going on with this show. We have this thing at the house where, my, especially Josiah or, or, my, or Chris or my dad or my mom, where we just look at each other and we say, only God. That's it. We just look at each other and just say, man, only God can do this. The reason I'm saying this is that I was looking back to March 3rd, 2020. I took some screenshots of the YouTube page back then, and we had 10 subscribers in about five episodes at that time. That's crazy. As today, we have 173 subscribers, close to 3,000 listens, and 75 episodes. Okay, now that's crazy. That That's just God. So I want to say thank you. I'm super grateful because you're part of that. And I say we have because at the end of the day, sure, am I the one talking like most of the time, like a lot? Yeah, that's me. But at the end of the day, this is our show. It's a conversation about real topics, and this is what it's all about. So I just want to say thank you. Now, I have a challenge for us. Let's do something. As of this recording, we're at 173 subscribers, which is insane. Like, I'm just super grateful. Like, that's just, that's more than just your grandma and your family. You know what I'm talking about. Well, we're 27, if my math is right, yeah, okay, 27 subscribers away from 200, which is 800, okay, no, 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 but seriously, we're 27 subscribers away from 200, what would happen, this is all I'm saying, what would happen if each of the 173 subscribers, including my grandma, would share this show with one person having them subscribe, I'm just saying, look, it's not all about numbers, but It'd be really, really cool to hit 200 and just crazy. I mean, allow me to dream here for a second. This is our show. This is a way that that we can share with more people what God is doing here, share the Christian perspective on real cultural topics that, that are going on right now. I'm sure you have, you know, one person that you could share this with. So can we do this? Let's do the road to 200. Only 27 subscribers away. It's going to be crazy. I know that we can hit it. You know, like how radio shows sometimes go through their fundraiser, um, like their marathon week, where every time they're like, "Hey, if you want to donate, blah blah blah," don't worry, we do talk. Do we do take donations? If you're wondering, sure, why not? My Venmo is. I'm just kidding. I don't even have a Venmo, but I do think that we can hit at least 200. And if 173 subscribers, if each person shared it with one other person, had them subscribe, we would almost be at 400, which is insane. I mean. We'll see what God wants to do here, but either way, whether it's one, whether it's 173, I'm grateful. So let's do this together. Share it with someone. I'll do the hard work of providing weekly content every Monday at 12 p.m. YouTube, 5 a.m. on on podcast, and all you have to do is share it. It's a team effort. So I have a really cool announcement as I get going here, coming out here in the next few weeks. You don't want to miss it. I'm working on a really cool project, a little bit bigger than the project that I think you're really going to enjoy and benefit from. So I just wanted to kind of give you that little teaser. Um, This is it has to do with a little bit of answering questions that we might have about faith in a very relatable way, in a very conversational way. So I think you're going to like it. Well, 
just like we expected. It is mug time before we go to today's episode. I want to showcase a new mug from the lake itself. That's right, Lake Tahoe right here. I feel like we needed that that kind of sound effect, right? Like, oh, over here, Lake Taco. This is a beautiful lake that I told you I went to a couple weeks ago. And what was really cool about that, I, I showed you, what was that a mug that I showed you from? It was from Virginia City. That's right. Well, this is exactly from Lake Taco, which I absolutely love that area. It is, it's like a crystal blue. If you're wondering how it looks like, uh, check out my Instagram, Andrew T. Roman, where I shared some pictures of from the lake. It is insane. It is actually freezing, like 50 something degrees or 49 degrees. The high maybe is like 55, 59 maybe. That's that's just really cold. All I'm going to say that is I never really got in. I got my tippy toes in, but that's about it. So I'm sure you've heard it before that we live in the age of information. So that's why you got to protect your information. Oh, this sounded like an ad, didn't it? <laughs> it's not an ad. It's not an ad. Uh, let's. We're going to go straight into the episode. I'm sure you've noticed we live in the age of information. I want you to think about this because obviously it sounds obvious because all of us have smartphones most likely and we all have social media. So obviously we live in the age of information. But never in the history of the world has information been so available than it is right now. Think back in the time of the Greeks or even the Romans. Like you would have to go to a library to study in these scrolls and learn a certain language to understand it. Now you can even follow people on Instagram from a different language and have it translated to your own language, what they say, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, think about this. The internet came into existence. The birthday of the internet officially is January 1st, 1983. So that's January 1st, 1983. That's when the internet came into existence. So that's close to almost 40 years. But before this, the only medium of information was TV and radio, besides books and you know writings and all that. But the more modern versions was media, was TV and radio. Now, television broadcast was in 1927, um, yeah, and it was begun in 1927. That's when the first official television broadcast began. Now, commercial broadcasting was uh, was uh, officialized in 1941. So, 1927, 1941, the radio's popularity came to rise in about 1920s. So, we're talking about 100 years of being able to have more information, but exclusively really in the last 20, 40 years, have we had so much information through the internet? So 100 years of new mediums of acquiring information, and now we have it in the tips of our fingers, or as they say, on our fingertips. I know, that was a little bit switch of the saying, right? So this is actually insane, and there's a reason I'm going into these really cool facts, because we live in the age of information, and it seems that still, with so much information, we live in an age of confusion as well. So, But to give you an idea of how much information actually exists on the internet, for example, I looked this up, I did, I did the, the search and the researching for you. In the four largest storage companies, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Microsoft, and by storage of information, they, they collectively hold at least 1,200 petabytes. Now you're thinking like me, what in the world is a petabyte? Is that like a pita bread or is that another type of Greek food? Like what is, what did he say? 
Oye, ¿qué dijo? Dijo que unos petabytes. No, pues yo no entendí eso. I didn't understand anything he just said. Don't worry. I'm not like a geek or anything like that, so I didn't know either. But if you understand gigs and kilobytes and megabytes, you understand this. So one um, 1,000 gigabytes is one terabyte. So you can, you know that part, okay? So your phone has 60 gigabytes of storage, or nowadays it has like 224 gigs. Okay, well, 1,000 gigs is one terabyte. So 1.2 trillion terabytes are 1,200 petabytes. Did you get that? 1.2 trillion terabytes. So an average song, for example, is right around three megabytes of, of information. So 400 trillion songs fit into 1,200 petabytes. That's how much storage it has. 400 trillion songs, or you want to divide into 1.4 quadrillion minutes of music. That's right. If you played, if all that information was music and you played, like if the earth and the universe were billions of years old, we'd still be playing music. That's how much of music and storage there is. And when you're talking about websites, there are more than 5.8 billion websites. Now, if you're listening, you're like, why did it go quiet? It's because I'm staring at you right now. Like, what in the world? Like, like the Owen Wilson. We got to have that little sound here recorded. Like, wow. Wait, that's not a good impersonation. Here we go. Here, we, here it comes. Wow. 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 Anybody liking that new Loki? That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so the size of the internet seems to double almost every year, which is absolutely crazy. So here we are in the most informed age in the history of mankind, and somehow, don't tell me, don't, don't ask me how, but somehow we believe some of the dumbest things. Bruh, I know. How is that? We have the most information we've ever had, the most discoveries mankind has ever had, the most scientific breakthroughs ever, and somehow we believe some of the dumbest things, and I think we're some of the, the dumbest generation out there. Now, don't get me wrong, we're very smart and everything, but some things, bruh. You know, there's a saying that goes, how dumb can you be and still breathe? Sometimes I look at culture, and I really ask myself that question. How dumb can culture still get and we somehow take it seriously? Like we have so much information and opportunity of knowledge, yet people are still so confused about certain things that with so much information are quite obvious. It's it's like uh, it's like me in a buffet. I don't know if you're, you're like me, but in a buffet, I can't decide what to eat. Like there's so many options that I end up eating like nothing. Why well, I end up eating like crap, like a pizza with ham with a slice of barbecue chicken with a pancake and oatmeal. Like, it's just so many options. I can't really eat well. And then that whole salad that I barely touch. That's okay. That That's me. I, I already feel the judgment. That's okay. But maybe you're like that, which happens because there's so many options or it's like a Netflix, right? You spend the joke is that you spend more time browsing than actually watching things. 
Now, before we continue, a word from our sponsors. Our mugs are coming in hot. Okay, no, not a word from our sponsors, but a reminder to hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe, share this with someone. And if you're listening, make sure to follow, um, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, make sure to leave a five-star review. Okay, let's, let's go back. Back. Remember the buffet? That's how we are. We are in a buffet of information and somehow people cannot eat appropriately. It's like the more information we know and the more, sorry, the more information is available, the less we actually know. For example, after so many scientific discoveries and breakthroughs in biology, somehow we have convinced ourselves and culture has convinced ourselves that a man can be a woman and the woman can be man. That men can somehow menstruate and men can give birth and men can have periods too. And it's not breastfeeding, it's chest feeding. It's not mom, it's a birthing person to be inc inclusive to those men that somehow birth a child out of their non-existent womb. Now, I understand that this topic is very sensitive when you talk about transgenderism. This is not a full conversation on transgenderism because it is a very big topic, so I don't expect to address it all, but I'm just going to give some of my thoughts over here of how crazy our culture has become with so much information, yet we believe some of the most unreasonable, anti-scientific, anti-fact theories out here. When it comes to a man can be a woman somehow, and that that's what I'm talking about, what would be that? Like a transgender woman would be a biological man who believes that he is a woman and either has sex change therapy, which that's a sex change surgery, which again, that's uh, deceiving because his sex didn't actually change. It's just his body parts, really, that changed. But what's crazy is we used to play this game when we were kids, and maybe you play it too. It's called Play Pretend. Yeah, that's when you would pretend to be like a dinosaur or a cowboy or a princess or a lion and you play and it, it, it was so much fun. And we, just, we used to really think that we were like a dog or a puppy until we stopped playing and it was, well, back to the real world. And it's like now adults are playing play pretend and they're expecting it that to be treated like the real world. Like it, if a kid... Continue, look, I take care of kids a lot. I, I help in the church with 10, 11, and 12-year-olds. And sometimes kids like to pretend that there are a lot of things that they're not. Oh, I'm a superhero. Okay, kid. Sure, you can fly. Okay, just don't jump off. Okay, don't jump off the roof. Okay, he just jumped off the roof. Yeah, you've if you've ever taken care of kids, you know exactly how that goes. They pretend to be a dog and they're like, woof, 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 woof. And they either keep it up a lot where you have to kind of remind them like, hey, real world, you're a child. You're not a dog. And if they kept insisting, well, we had to break reality, right? Reality check, you're not a dog. But somehow, we have landed on this bizarre notion that if a man wants to play pretend and say that he is in fact a woman because he feels like a woman, that he is a woman? Okay, guys, so is there any difference between fantasy and reality at this point? Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'll take someone seriously if they say, hey, I think I'm a woman, when they're actually a man, like, I'm not going to make fun of them. But also, you have to address two things. One, I'm addressing the thinking and the ideas, not necessarily the person. I have very a lot of compassion for the person. I believe that they need help, and Jesus is the answer. He can transform 
all the wounds and all the insecurities and all the emptiness that one might feel and whatever it is, the same way that I messed up and Jesus has re- restored me, I'm in the process, everyone can be. So I want to say that first. But when it comes to the thinking of the transgender movement, it seems like we have blurred out the difference between fantasy and reality. Again, someone can think that they are whoever they want to be. That's cool. If you want to play in an imaginary land, go for it. And I say that, again, it maybe sounds like I'm making fun, but I am not. Like, I say that genuinely. You can go for it. Kids do it all the time. It's none of my business. But if culture wants to tell the normal world that we're supposed to acknowledge the way someone feels as a scientific fact, now that's a problem. Here's the problem. Again, it's not because I'm trying to control someone. Dude, again, you want to feel like you're a woman and you think, I think you need help, but if you don't want help and you just want to live your rest of, that's fine. But to try to switch culture and force everyone to accept this as normal and somehow if we don't accept it as natural, then we're the oppressive ones or we're the anti-scientific ones. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, you can have sex change surgery and at the same time, your chromosomes are the same, dude. You're either XX or you're XY. Like, it's pretty simple. Are there abnormalities to that? Of course there are, but there's only an exception when there is a rule and the rule is you're either XX or you're XY. It's it's pretty simple. A good example of this, it was a TikTok that I saw. There was a TikTok of this girl who considered herself gender fluid and she was explaining it. You know how on TikTok, a lot of people will put questions and someone will be explaining it. And again, I, I really feel for this girl because I, I do think that she's very lost. But this just tells you that where we are in our culture right now, where people accept this as normal, and we have to, we actually have to put give validity to the type of thinking. Again, we had an episode about this. I think it was changing the world one hug at a time and how the world sees the value of, a, of an idea the same than the value of a person. So if you disagree with an idea, then you're somehow disagreeing with the person himself and her value or his value. No, no, no. I'm not not saying that. There, I, all people are created equal. Not all ideas are created equal. Okay, that's something important to understand. So this TikTok of this girl, she considered herself gender fluid and she was explaining that her gender, well, it's fluid. So it changes depending on her mood. She might be a guy. She might not be a guy. She might be queer. She might be gay. Who, who knows what she can be? Because at the end of the day, it just depends on her mood. It depends on the day. It depends on the month. It depends on the hour. And then that her pronouns are also changing whenever she would like to, whenever she feels like, well, I'm now he, they, they, zer, zer, zam, 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 zam with ham. I don't know what, what her pronouns she might choose. And someone asked her, well, how do I know how to use the appropriate pronouns for you? And she said, well, I color code them. I put a bracelet of, of a certain color when I want to call it, be called certain pronouns. What is going on? Is this like a video game somehow that you like create your own character? Like, is this Skyrim or Grand Theft Auto that you're there like creating your character however you want? I mean, I'll take her seriously. She seriously needs help. And again, this is this is the part that kind of saddens me of this whole thing, especially when it comes to Pride Month. Whenever someone has a sickness that seems incurable. Well, that's depressing, right? So why not call your sickness maybe something to be proud of and stop calling it a sickness? And instead attack doctors that are calling it and you're like, well, you know what? Doctors are all wrong. It's not actually a sickness. It's something to be proud of. It's happening right now a lot. 
when someone has either, you know, gender dysphoria, as an example, is a serious illness, or someone has an identity issue, or a sexual orientation issue, or whatever it might be, these are, these are serious wounds, these are serious hurts, or serious concerns that someone might have. So I want to say that it's completely credible that one might be feeling certain things, and that that's very real to them. Not now, is that real? Does that change their biology? Well, no, scientifically it doesn't, but I understand that it can be very, very real with what, how someone feels. But what ends up happening is instead of going to the solution, which is Jesus, who is Jesus? Jesus, if you submit every area of your life, including your sexuality, he will restore it to what it was meant to be. Is it a perfect situation? No, but it is not about perfection. It's about progression. It's about moving forward in the process that God is healing you. He makes you a new creation the same way that we're all broken in certain things, whether it be homosexual sin, other types of, of sexual morality, or whatever it might be. Jesus heals all of us the same way. And it's important for us to know that. But what has happened is people, instead of saying, you know what, I'm struggling with this, let me have an answer. Instead, they've attacked Christianity, or they've attacked biblical principles and said, the only reason I have a problem is because you're making it a problem. It's not an actual problem. It's something that I should be, well, proud of. That's why we have Pride Month. But the problem is, why are we proud of something that is not only sinful, but it's also destructive. It's not the only thing that is destructive. There are plenty of other sins that people who are not homosexual or gay or a part of the LGBT community that are also engaging in that they also have to come to Jesus. So I'm not singling out one specific person. I'm saying we all need Jesus, but there is no sense and there's no sense committing sin and then blaming someone who calls it sin and say, what's only sin because you call it sin. Again, we have to understand that it's no help telling people that reality is whatever they make it to be. It's not. This is why in the English vocabulary, we have things such as perspective, such as opinions, and reality, in facts. These things are different. And here's the crux of the matter. We're being taught that truth is found in your opinions and in your feelings. Does that mean that your opinions don't necessarily have value? Of course they have value. Are they necessarily true all the time? No, and neither are mine all the time. So let's just get that straight. Are your feelings true? Well, the feeling is definitely true. Now, does that dictate reality all the time? Well, no, I think you and I always know that. You can have a feeling that someone hurt you, and in fact, maybe they didn't actually say something to hurt you. Maybe you were just kind of insecure and you need healing in that part of your area. Like, feelings can be deceiving. Not all the time, feelings are, in fact, from God, but we should not be owned by them. And we say, we're told that your opinions are by default true. In whatever you're feeling, it dictates reality. So in an age of information, that we have so much information, information that agrees with our opinion, well, is obviously true because our opinion was already true. And if it doesn't, we call it not information, but we call it disinformation. The problem is that that goes against reality. The same way that two plus two cannot equal five, no matter how much you feel that it does, no matter how much money, more money that you want and you want to change math, it doesn't work. Your sex doesn't change just by identifying differently. I know that might be hard to, to believe, but it's true. It doesn't change. And again, you can think whatever you want to think, but why are we made to accept something as real and we're changing policy for it? We're now affecting 
kids' curriculums and teaching children that somehow they can choose their sex. We're, we're letting the transgender kind of doctrine go into schools. Are you are you kidding me? We're allowing men that identify as a woman with very different biology when it comes to strength than the, than the woman has because that's just how biologically we're different. Now compete in women's sports and we're calling it a trans rights that let a boy compete against girls in the sport that a boy will most likely win because boys are just made different when it comes to strength. But we're saying, no, we should do it. Now, well, congratulations, you destroyed women's sports. So there goes that. Look, I get and I understand that this is a sensitive topic. And, and maybe right now you're mad at me or someone might be mad at me for even talking about it. Don't get me wrong. I have compassion for someone who struggles with their identity. And I believe the same way that Jesus has restored me from all my mess, messed upness and he continues to restore me, he can do it for anyone. But you cannot seek help if you don't acknowledge that one is sick. It's the same thing. If I never acknowledge that I needed help with, with my struggle with pornography, with my struggle with pride or my struggle with anger, then how could I ever get help? You see, I'm not here to blame anyone or point anyone out. I'm not here to do that. All I'm saying is with an age of so much information, we have gotten confused because knowledge is neutral. You can agree or disagree with facts, but facts are, well, facts. And I want to leave you with this in this episode. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I'm surprised how many people, including myself sometimes, we lean on our own understanding. We're so convinced of the way that we think that whenever we think something through, oh, I've thought this through. Well, I've come to the conclusion that we automatically consider it right. Like there's somehow no room for error in our minds. Like I've just come to the conclusion and I know that this is right. Just by being, just because your conclusion follows your premise does not mean that it is correct because your premise could be wrong to begin with. So, oh, it's logical because here's the premise and here's the conclusion. Boom, done. Well, your premise could have been wrong to begin with. So that doesn't necessarily mean that, that you're right. Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Have you ever considered, I definitely have, that you might be wrong about something. Maybe you've lived your life and talking about sexual identities and orientations and all that. Maybe you're like, oh, I might be gay or I might be this. Or, Have you ever considered that that might not be the case? Just because you feel one way, allow the truth of God to speak and restore areas of your life that are hurt. You know, and I love this Psalm 119 uh, verse 16 says, as the sum of your word is truth. This is God's word, not mine. And every one of your righteous ordinance is everlasting. If it's my opinion that I'm having, I'm not always 100% sure if I'm right. But when it comes to God's truth, I can be 200% because it's been proven to be right. So in this age of information, are you really seeking knowledge? Are you challenging yourself by wrestling with reasonable opposing views? admitting that you might be wrong, that maybe the way that you feel does not necessarily dictate reality, whatever it is. I'm, I talked about LGBT, but it can be about anything else. I've definitely struggled with that sometimes when it comes to struggling with, am I right or am I not right? 
you see, last year with all these race talks in America, there's there was a lot of division even among the church of how much should you support BLM, should you not support BLM, does BLM speak some truth or is it all wrong? Because there's a lot of politics involved, but we must also be compassionate. But you don't want to compromise, and it can be it can be super confusing when it comes to that. But I don't want to rely on my own understanding because I realize that without Jesus, my heart can deceive me. Have you realized that? Because when you realize that the truth is not within you, but is a person who is way greater than you and me, then we can actually be set free and restored to be who God has created us to be. So we'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Ma Show.